Welcome to another of our special KBB Reviews Save Our Skills bonus podcast episodes. I'm your host Andy Davis and I'm the Managing Editor of Taylist Media. This week we're talking mental health and how vital it is for both those being made redundant and the employer making the redundancy to be mindful of the mental impact that something so devastating can have. We'll be meeting our special guest, James Capel-Abra from Consultancy Stress Matters. But first, a quick reminder of what the KBB Renew Save Our Skills campaign is all about. We want to help those in the KBB industry who have found themselves redundant as a result of the coronavirus upheaval. The aim is to try and keep the combined hundreds of years of skills, knowledge and experience within the industry at a time when we need it the most. We send out a weekly email to the whole sector showcasing some of those candidates looking for their next role. And so far, around 60% of those who have come through have found new jobs. So it works. If you're listening to this and you or someone you know have been made redundant, then go to kbbreview.com forward slash save our skills to find out how you can get on that email. And you'll find that link in the episode description. As always, I'd like to thank our good friends at KUKA, who have supported the Save Our Skills campaign since its inception. To find out more about them and their products, go to kuka.co.uk. One of the big focuses of the lockdown, I think, was the effect it may have on people's mental health and well-being. And of course, insecurity about your job, or worst of all, losing your job in the middle of all this disruption, has the potential to be devastating, of course, from that point of view. So let's talk mental health both at work and when looking for work with James Capel-Abra from Stress Matters. Hello, James. Hi, Andy. How are you doing? I'm okay, mate. How are you getting on today? It's a beautiful day up here in the loft. Yeah, no, it's lovely. Uh, it's lovely in Hertfordshire as well. I've been uh, out in the garden this morning working, actually. It's been lovely. It's proper late autumn sunshine here, isn't it? Stress Matters is your company and you bill yourselves as a stress reduction and well-being specialist. So... I think the best place to start is you explaining exactly what that is. Of course, yeah, absolutely. We help businesses increase productivity and profitability through focusing on them improving the well-being of their people. So that's the very kind of basis of what we do. And we do that in a number of different ways. Initially, we try and gain insights from the business. So when people engage with us, we start looking at, okay, well, what's your absenteeism like? Is there any way we can estimate what your presenteeism might be where people are coming to work but not being productive? What's your staff turnover like? And we can gain loads and loads of information, hopefully, from conducting interviews with people and trying to understand how they how they're currently managing mental health and well-being. And then from that, we can look at lots of different ways that we can support the business and support people in the business and also be an accountability partner to that business to make sure they actually do what they say they're going to do. Okay, and this is obviously a huge growth area, if you like. There's an awareness of this now that perhaps the lockdown has even made even greater. When I think about, say, 2008, when the last big economic upheaval happened, this wasn't even part of the discussion. Yeah, very true, very true. I think the mental health agenda has been been going on for quite a long time. So pre-COVID, there was already really good momentum with people being a lot more comfortable talking about mental health and people taking proactive steps for managing their own mental health, but also in businesses as well. So yeah, pre-COVID, we were finding that it was uh, growing already. And of course, the impact of everything that's happening right now has just exacerbated that even further and made the business case for this even greater. Now, you do actually have a bit of a KBB industry background, don't you? I do indeed, yeah. So I recently joined forces with my wife to run Stress Matters. So I've been doing this uh, since the beginning of 2020. But prior to that, I actually ran a Korean fabrication business for about 
eight years. And prior to that, I've worked in kitchen showrooms, in design, in sales. So I do know the KBB industry relatively well. Okay, and you can really understand the, the, the pressures that may be on the people that are working in it, especially during this whole weird period. Is there a way of measuring what kind of impact mental health has on business? Yes, there is. It's difficult, though. So there's some really good research out there that we use. It's quite up to date and it's based on UK businesses. And we can just apply those average figures to businesses when we're talking to them. So, for example, we know that on average, mental ill health generally costs businesses £1,700 per employee per year. And that's made up of absenteeism, presenteeism and staff turnover. But what we like to do is go into businesses and find out how much it's actually costing them, because that can be higher or lower depending on what they're already doing. And, you know, obviously every business is different. But that's quite a staggering figure, you know, £1,700 per employee per year. That can soon add up. Yeah, and I think that will only become more and more front of agenda when people are looking for work and looking for new roles. What packages to get offered around that kind of support, I think, might be big, a big part of, of it going forward. Let's take a look at the stress about job insecurity, because I think as we approach the end of the furlough period, obviously there's been redundancies already, people are expecting there may be more. Are you seeing more people talking about this in a kind of well-being perspective? Oh yeah, absolutely. It's huge right now for obvious reasons. People being on furlough, not sure whether they're going to be invited to come back or if they're going to be back for a short period of time and then made redundant. So there's a huge amount of anxiety at the moment around that. And we're trying to help people in a, in, in a variety of ways. We have been doing quite a lot of work in the events industry because that's where my wife comes from. And we, we try and give support to each industry sector that we work with in slightly different ways because they all have different needs. One thing that worked really well with them was a support line. But one thing that we're doing now is moving that into support circles. So we're actually having, and this is something we're going to be launching with the KBB industry very soon. But essentially what we're doing is offering a forum once a week on a Wednesday evening. We're going to have like an open, send out on all of our socials and invite with a you know username and password to a Zoom link for people to join that Zoom call and, and talk about their worries and, and give support to one another. And that's going to be manned by us and some of our associates who are all mental health first aiders as well. So that's one thing that we're doing right now. I know a lot of people in the industry are trying to help and support people who are being made redundant or people who are experiencing anxiety around being made redundant uh, quite a lot at the moment and that's the one thing that we're we're trying to focus on right now losing your job for whatever the reason is incredibly stressful and it's often a huge blow to, to self-esteem and self-worth isn't it is the steps advice you can give to anyone in that situation do you think yeah definitely in our experience trying to understand and build on your own resilience is is really key when you're going through this kind of thing. Mental resilience is, is really, really important to try and work out, you know, what you're strong at, what you're going to be doing next and really kind of help you to, it's, and it's referred to quite a lot as bouncing back. We prefer to talk about it as bouncing forward because we're not necessarily going to go back to the same job that we did before, but for someone else and thinking a bit about it a little bit more dynamically. So we've been doing a lot um, recently on resilience uh, we've done quite a few workshops and webinars and things like that. So keep an eye on our socials, um, which are at Stress Matters HQ. Uh, there's always stuff happening around around this. And we, we throw out lots of free um, advice, guidance, webinars, workshops and all that kind of stuff. But I think resilience is really, really important at the moment. And people trying to understand what that is and how they can build it. 
So say I've, you know, I've had the letter, you know, I've had the phone call, the bottom drops out of your world in that way. What would be the first few things that you would advise me to do? So if you're an individual and you get in touch with us and you're looking for some advice, one of the key things that we like to try and talk to people about initially is try and establish what their mental health is like and making sure that they're in a stable, positive way, because that's super, super important. I think it's really good that we, you know, we can talk a lot more openly about this kind of thing because it's a huge, you know, it's such a huge impact on on our industry, on families, on businesses, on our community as a whole. But yeah, we would we would try and focus, I think, initially on trying to understand where you are uh, mentally. We are mental health first aid instructors, so if it turns out that you're not in a great way, we can help and guide you through that, signpost you towards professional help that. You, that might be available to you and just listen in a non-judgmental way and and be there as a support if your mental health is good and you're just trying to get some sort of help and advice on what to do next then we would point you towards a lot of our free resources on our website or we might also encourage you to think about coaching so we offer coaching as well but there's loads of free stuff out there you know we're very happy just to have a zoom coffee with anybody whether it's uh, an individual who's looking for help and advice uh, following being made redundant or a business that wants to you know think about how they can improve well-being in their in their businesses i like the use of the word resilience here because it's a big part of the job hunting process particularly if you if you didn't expect to be in that situation projecting an air of confidence in that situation and that may be really hard to do if inside you're feeling pretty deflated or, you know, your self-worth has taken a big hit. I mean, confidence is, is so important, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I think, as you say, it's so easy to get really down for this to knock your confidence, your self-esteem, your self-worth. But focusing on the fact that, you know, this isn't your fault. This isn't personal. Businesses are going through a hard time. They're having to make really tough decisions. It could have been anybody it just happens to have happened to you and focusing on, you know, trying to focus on the good things, be optimistic and trying to think outside the box as well. So what one thing that we do in a lot of our resilience workshops is encouraging people to be a lot, lot more creative with their approaches, because let's face it, everyone's, you know, there's so many CVs floating around out there and 80% of the contents of all CVs is just identical. So, you know, how can you, how can you differentiate yourself? How can you really think about the the different ways that you can put yourself out there instead of just applying for jobs that are open you know why don't you try and track down the ideal job position for you with the ideal company and it might not even be in your sector it might be in a different part of the kbb industry whatever it might be and proactively get in touch with them you know linkedin these days you can get in touch with anyone so thinking a little bit more creatively about the way that you do this kind of thing and again, having the confidence to sell yourself in that situation. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And and that all starts with making sure that you are very resilient whilst you're trying to deal with the situation. So that's really key for us. And funny enough, given everything you've said about how what a role this plays now in corporate culture, I guess having on your CV that you are a mental health first aider, for example, would be a very interesting addition and a real talking point when you do come to have these conversations. Absolutely. Yeah. So mental health first aid is part of our business is what we do. Uh, Essentially, it's like having physical first aiders in your business, but for mental health. So you've got people in in your business who can look out for so it's a little bit it can be a little bit more proactive because you can look out for signs and symptoms of people who are struggling with 
anxiety, depression, even um, psychosis as well. We teach you how to spot the signs of a potential psychosis and you can intervene. You can you can attempt to make an approach to that person. We teach you how to um, how to listen non-judgmentally, how to improve your empathy skills and how to signpost that person, give that person support and information, but also signpost them towards professional help. So mental health first aiders has become a really, really, it's become a massive thing. And we have seen a boom in people coming to us and and wanting mental health first aiders in their organizations, even with, well, I say even with everything else going on, of course, there's a cost associated. So you'd think, you know, a a lot of the companies are saying, oh, no, not right now. But the ones that are really thinking about the well-being of their people are saying no this is this is seriously important okay we are making people redundant but the people that we have that are left here we need to make sure we're looking after them and having mental health first aiders is a really basic relatively cheap way of raising awareness of mental health in your business and looking after the people that you've still got it's the the stress brought on by uncertainty isn't it so yeah okay you might not be the one that's been made redundant but it really unsettles you yeah if people you know being made redundant you're basically severing an entire relationship with somebody there and that does affect people's productivity. As you say, it's very practical. It affects their effectiveness in their role. But equally, you know, there, there is a uh, pastoral care element to to being an employer, isn't there? And that's what this really taps into. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, on the, the very basics of it, you've got businesses have got the, the same obligations with regards to mental health as they do physical health. You've got to manage the risks and um, you've got to promote healthy working spaces it's really important that businesses start thinking a little bit more about this and actually there's a business case for it you know I was saying earlier that it's really expensive you know the cost of not managing your employees mental health and well-being can run into thousands of pounds per employee per year and also the evidence shows the research shows that businesses enjoy on average a five to one return on investment when they invest in things like mental health first aid rollouts and well-being programs businesses can see this more of a an investment in their people and you will see a financial benefit back from it rather than a cost that they don't need right now because of everything that's going on it'll be interesting to see how far this goes is companies have a, a legal obligation to provide first aiders in the workplace and that you know a health and safety element is a legal requirement it'd be interesting to see if the current focus on mental health goes down that direction. In other words, each company must provide a mental health first aid offering in their workplace. So prior to COVID, this was debated in Parliament. This has been talked about and it looked like it was going to go down that route. So very much in the same way that businesses have to provide a certain number of physical first aiders in the workplace according to how many people there are. They were looking at doing a very similar thing to mental health first aid. Now, I think with Brexit and then with COVID, that's obviously been put on the back burner. But as things are moving forward at the moment and the mental health of the nation is becoming more and more of a hot topic, I wouldn't be surprised if it goes back up to the top of the agenda. Well, look, James, firstly, We'll put all the links to you, to any uh, resources that you provide in the episode description. So um, I do recommend people go and have a look at that to to find out a lot more about this because it's such a huge topic, obviously. But look, James, thank you so much for your time. I think it's been really useful uh, and hopefully point a few people in the right direction and on to better things. Thanks for having me. And we will speak again very soon. That's great. Thanks, Andy. Bye-bye. That's it for another Save Our Skills bonus episode, a really important subject, of course, so huge thanks to James for his time and expertise. Don't forget, if you want to find out more about the campaign, go to kbbreview.com forward slash Save Our Skills. I'll see you next time.